Welcome to 7 Minutes in Book Heaven. My name is J. Peter Bogosian. I'm an essayist, Lambda Literary Fellow, and founder of the Queer Armenian Library. And this is the podcast where I interview LGBTQ authors about the new books they have coming out for us to love and to cuddle up with. This is part of our Summer of Book Love series. Every Tuesday for the rest of the summer, we have your next book to read at the beach or at the pool or in your bedroom next to the air conditioner. New episodes of This Queer Book Save My Life return on September 18th. With me today is Lynn Thompson. Hello. Hi. It's so good to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Lynn and I are going to spend seven minutes in this virtual studio talking about their new book, The House That Whispers, while also getting to know more about the amazing human and writer who is Lynn Thompson. So Lynn, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, I will set the timer. And here we are. Question number one, would you please describe the house that whispers as if you're sharing it with your celebrity crush and telling us who that celebrity is, of course? Yes, for this, I'm going to say that my celebrity crush is Brandi Carlisle. Um, oh. And I feel like her whole I feel like her whole vibe is like sitting on a porch in the woods of the Pacific Northwest, like surrounded by trees. And I think she's talked about that, like she basically lives in a cabin in the woods. And then all the surrounding cabins in the woods are like her friends and family also live there. So that's the vibe that that we're kind of setting. So I'm just imagining like back porch, we're sipping iced tea. And I'm telling her about my uh, my middle grade novel, The House That Whispers, which is about an 11-year-old trans kid and his two sisters as they investigate a ghost at their grandmother's haunted house. But along the way, as they're uh, hunting for the ghost, then the, the hunt turns up some more uh, family secrets and also feelings than, than any of them uh, anticipated. Ooh, family secrets. Exciting. Okay, question number two. What's a sentence from a novel, an essay, poem, or other book that every time you read it, it gives you all the feels? Ooh, I really love that Emily Dickinson line about uh, tell the truth, but tell it slant. Um, mm, I, I mm-hmm. just, I love that one so much because isn't that what fiction writing is in a way? It's kind of like, I think so much about kind of balancing this, like, you know, writing from life and writing, you know, pulling from the real emotions of life and, you know, my own experiences, but also everything I write is made up. And uh, it's like, I love the way that fiction becomes a way of telling the truth, but it's in a way easier than just, you know, for me, at least, than just kind of telling real life. It's like a way of getting at all of these emotional truths, but but slant, as Emily Dickinson would say. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good writing advice. Okay, question number three. What do you feel is the best sentence you've ever written? Ooh. If I'm being totally honest, the best sentence that I've written isn't something that is not published yet. So we'll skip over that one. But in The House That Whispers, my favorite line um, comes near the end. And without giving too much away, so the, the first line of the book is, um, Simon is my secret name, because the, the main character, Simon, has chosen his name now that he's you know realized that he's trans and that he and pronouns are right for him. So he knows that he's Simon, but he hasn't come out to anyone else yet. So throughout the book, when his family and the characters around him call him by his old name, then he kind of mentally corrects and and in the narration, you know, corrects it to Simon. But near the end, when he has come out to some people, then someone calls him by Simon 
and he doesn't have to correct it. So the line that I'm, I think the most proud of is he thinks just like that, Simon isn't my secret name. It's just my name. And that's a line that made me so happy to write and, and made me happy every time I have reread it too. I can totally see that. Oh, I love that. I do want to know what the other sentence is from the unpublished works, but okay, we'll move on. Uh, question <laughs> number four. What's the best romantic scene you've ever read? One that I really love and have not stopped thinking about since I read it is in um, When the Angels Left the Old Country by Sasha Lamb, which is not a romance book specifically. It's kind of like a historical adventure, fantasy, Jewish folklore. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, but it centers on this angel and demon who have been study partners for centuries and are are also in love in whatever capacity that means um and there's a scene when they both end up at a like dance hall in turn of the century in new york city um and the angel has had alcohol for the first time in its life and ends up like cupping its hands around the demon's face and staring deeply into the demon's eyes and just thinking about like what a miracle it is that they're both here and that they know each other and just like how Aww. amazing the demon is. And it's incredibly sappy and I'm obsessed with it. Uh, it's the whole book is so good, but that moment specifically is just, it's beautiful. That is so cute. Oh, we'll link to that in the show notes and on the website so folks can read that. Okay, question number five. What are your favorite scents or smells to write about? I think as a person just in real life, I tend not to like notice nice smells or not to notice smells until they're they're really bad smells. And then I can't stop noticing them. So I actually have a much easier time writing gross smells than I do all the pleasant and and nice smells. So it's it's much more fun, I think, to write the like, totally. you know, something that will make the reader's nose wrinkle, which comes in very handy in writing a haunted house book as well. Um, because oh, yeah. uh, I definitely really leaned into like using, you know, the the musty kind of sour, gross smell of the house, like that kind of like sitting water smell um is Ooh, is yeah. one of the ones i just always you know put in if i can because i feel like it's so fun to like it's such a visceral kind of it's it's much easier for me to like conjure up and then try to find ways to describe than describing like oh fresh cut grass or you know something nice <laughs> <laughs> so i've just leaned into it I've learned through this podcast how much water can smell. Like, it's something I never really thought about before. And then answer, I'm like, oh, yeah, water is smelly. Yeah, and it's oftentimes bad smells. Yeah. I know. I know, right? Okay, uh, question number six. What's the worst writing advice you've ever got? This is, I'll just say up front, I know this is not bad advice for everyone. But the worst advice for me is the write every day. Because... I know that for a lot of people, then that is a really helpful habit. But I think for me, uh, I spent a lot of time feeling very guilty and very much like an imposter because that isn't a system that works for me. And, and because I, you know, my kind of natural creative process is much more like bursts of creative energy and, and kind of hyper focus. And like, I'll go for days churning things out, but then I also kind of need periods of like a, a reset and stepping back mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes it's life gets in the way, but sometimes it's just my brain is not equipped to do that every day. So I think it has actually been really helpful for me to like develop enough self-awareness to recognize that I, I'm allowed to have a different creative process than that. 
So many writers have brought that up on the show, and we need to like put it on a mantra, like on t-shirts or bookmarks, yeah. <laughs> or like MFA yeah, programs. Yeah, I'm glad other people brought. <laughs> I'm glad other people have brought it up because, yeah, I feel like I heard that all the time, and and it it took some time to unpack that that's not universal advice. Yes. Okay. Well, technically, we're out of time, but I do. We need this last question. So, question number seven: Promote yourself. How do we pre-order your book? How do we follow you on social? My book is actually out now. It just uh, came out end of February. Um, so you can order it from your favorite bookstore. Uh, request it at your local library. Um, on socials, I am on Instagram at Lynn Thompson Books, all one word. Or I'm not very much on Twitter these days, but I am technically on Twitter at uh, Lynn underscore underscore Thompson. Fantastic! Thank you so much, Lynn, for being with us here today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Well, thanks everyone for listening today. This podcast is executive produced by Jim Pounds. Our associate producers are Archie Arnold, Natalie Cruz, Paul Kafer, Nicole Olilla, Joe Perrazzo, Bill Shea, and Sean Smith. Visit our bookshop to buy the books featured on our podcasts, as well as to browse new collections specifically curated by yours truly. Check it out at thisqueerbook.com slash bookshop. On social media, we're at This Queer Book on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also at JP underscore Derbogosian on TikTok, where I talk about LGBTQ books. And be here next Tuesday as our Summer of Book Love series continues. Until then, see you queers and allies in the bookstores. <laughs>